Hello and welcome to Community Concepts on localjobnetwork.com radio. I'm Azure Mahara from the Local Job Network and I'm here with Greg Williams. Greg, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and where you're from and what you do? Oh, I'm a Veterans Employment Specialist for the state of Wisconsin, an LVER, which stands for Local Veterans Employment Representative. And uh, I work out of the Milwaukee office. I'm a lead worker here in the Milwaukee region, cover Milwaukee County. And uh, I'm a veteran myself. Excellent. Today we're going to be covering um, some tips for employers and kind of how to do outreach to veterans out in their community and just tips on hiring veterans. First of all, Greg, what do you recommend companies do to get in contact with veteran job seekers? Well, the easiest and the fastest way to get in contact with anyone is through us, through the Office of Veteran Services. We're part of the Department of Workforce Development, and the website is uh, jobcenterofwisconsin.com. If an employer goes to that website and he clicks on uh, Veteran Services, he can talk he'll get contact with directly with one of us. Okay, and you obviously have contact with many veterans out there in the community, so you can kind of be the link between the two? Right now there's over 5,000 veterans in, there's a total of 15,000 veterans approximately in Milwaukee, in Milwaukee County. There's about 5,000 veterans that are either unemployed or underemployed. And I know, you know, nationwide, um, do you think that the numbers are about that in any larger city throughout the United States? Well, it really depends on the city and the type of work environment they have. Some cities that have more, uh, that are more manufacturing like us will have a lot of openings in certain type positions. Companies that are in cities such as the South or cities that are agriculture communities, they're more bent in that way, and, and that's more seasonal work, of course. Is there a national website that um, employers can go to? Well, even though the LVRs and DVOPs are, um, are national, there's LVRs and DVOPs in every state, um, many states are a little bit different in where they house these, uh, the veterans and the veterans programs. Uh, but every state does have some sort of workforce entity. In our state, it's the Department of Workforce Development. In other states, maybe the Department of Workforce or Department of Jobs or whatever. There's, there's something out there that, that local employers already know about. And so that would be their connection. Go to that, and they can then set them up with veterans or with veterans reps. And if a company wants to get in touch with a veteran organization other than um, going through like the state workforce agencies or an LVR or DVOP, um, you know, is there, do you have any recommendations of how they can get in contact with the organization, whether it be, you know, a DAV group or, you know, a Wounded Warriors program or anything like that? Sure. That, and, and that's a, a really good question. However, what that does do is just, generally speaking, those organizations will come back to us. But every town does have, or, or communities have American Legions, VFW posts, Disabled American Veteran Posts, any of those organizations are, is not a bad spot for an employer to start with. And many times they've already worked with uh, an LVR or DVOP, the organization itself, and they'll be able to send something on. Um, but we get lots of responses from organizations such as that that let us know, hey, there's an employer out here that, that is interested in hiring vets. 
Yeah, and I know that um, with some of those local organizations, just simply Google the comp- or the organization, give them a call. They'll get the commander on the phone with you. Um, you know, do you recommend them doing that or doing kind of any outreach as far as directly to organizations? I don't think that's a, a bad way for an employer to make another contact because you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket. Right. Uh, and th- it may take some time before you get a hold of an LVR or DVOP. If you go to one of those organizations, a lot of times those people can speak for their membership. They'll know members that are currently unemployed. And in essence there, you're getting recommendations from someone who actually knows the veteran. So that is a good way to find out and um, hire vets. Yeah, I think that if a, a company wanted to hire a veteran and they knew of a local organization and just put a little bit of research into it and called them and said, hey, we're hiring for um, a sales position, for example. You know, we really are looking to, do you have anybody at your organization that could um, come in and put in an application or go through the process online? Um, and then if the veteran does have any questions about that, they could come to you or um, their local representative and get help with their resume or applying for that position, correct? Right. And generally speaking, that works best for ma and pa organizations, for small companies, companies that don't maybe even have an HR department. So that would work real well for them. Larger companies, of course, they have their own HR departments. They have their own way of doing things. They're having people uh, apply for the jobs online, and that's the only way they're taking applications. Mm -hmm. So it takes a little more... um, takes a little bit away from making that person-to-person contact. However, the larger employers will almost always go through a workforce agency. For instance, companies that are federal contractors, they have to go through whatever public labor exchange there is out there. So they have to use... And cross-post their jobs and make sure everything's posted on there. Exactly. And, And so when they do that, by talking to us, we can do the same thing. We'll pre-screen for them. We can talk to the veterans and make sure we get a good match of a veteran to the employer uh, or to the type of job. Okay. And how much work, um, is there any cost involved to posting for companies to post on um, like the state board or anything like that? Is there, you know, what do they have to go through? What work is involved on their part? Well, it's really been simplified in the last few years. Um, When we went to Job Center of Wisconsin, the Department of Workforce Development shows that. Within that is their JobNet business service. It makes it very simple, step-by-step procedures to put a job order into the system. Or if they want a little more personal, there is also a phone number, and they're manned manned all day long. They can talk directly to a rep who will walk them through this step-by-step. The biggest thing that it does is it ensures that when they put a job order into the system, they're meeting all the criteria. They're not breaking any laws, you know, inadvertently just, you mm-hmm. know, asking for things that they shouldn't ask for. Right. And it what, just gives them a little better opportunity to keep it in one basic format. What are some of those things that they can't put in the job description or? Well, you can't put things like age. Right. Um, you can't put things in by you can you can't say that I want to hire a veteran veterans only or a females only what you can say is veterans preferred uh, or female preferred but the biggest thing of all has been down to the last few years has been that age thing 
Uh, that's a, a pretty important factor. And that's that's what's been out there, or that's what has been the biggest thing we found that employers have been doing wrong. Right. Yeah, I know that um, age discrimination is definitely out there, and people have to be very cautious of that as a job seeker and as uh, an HR professional, too, to be kind of conscious of that issue. So, you know, if, as far as in a job description in general, do you think that there's anything that a veteran job seeker would be drawn to if they saw it in a description? Or, you know, is there any tips that you have for an HR professional that would be trying to maybe not go right out and say, hey, I want to hire just a veteran, uh, but is there anything that they can put in the job description that you think would draw more veteran applicants? Well, I'd like to think there is. There's some magic bullet, but there isn't. Um, because veterans come from as broad a range of training and occupational specialties as anyone else. Consequently, um, you know, there could be a time where you think, well, they're, they're all physically fit, so they you know, they work construction or whatever. Well, most of the veterans today are, all, well, first of all, all the new veterans that are coming up are all high school graduates and are going in, into schools or have, when you're in a combat situation or you're in a situation when you're, where you're serving in an area that there is campaigns going on, it's not like the movies. That doesn't happen 24-7. There's a lot of downtime there. There's a lot of times when they just got time to think about things. And, uh, Veterans have gotten very serious when your life is on the line. You get very serious about yeah, what your absolutely. future is going to be. So a lot of veterans are coming back and aren't looking for jobs. They're looking for careers. That's an excellent point. You know, and a lot of companies are looking for applicants that aren't just looking for the next job. They're looking for someone that's going to be dedicated to that company and have a career and, you know, be there. Exactly. So... Uh, one of the things that companies could do is talk about the fact that they're looking for career-minded individuals. Uh, another thing that they can talk about is they're looking for people that have the potential for leadership because they may be able to work their way into lead worker positions, into supervisors, into management positions. And all veterans, regardless of what rank they were, have had leadership experiences in times when they have led others. Do you think that in general, and I'm I'm saying in general because I know that there's, you know, it never really applies to every veteran out there, but um, as far as in general, a certain type of job that would be more attractive to a veteran, like a structured position or, you know, like you said, a, a role that can lead up to a leadership position, is there anything like that that you think would be helpful well, you know, I've thought about that a lot, and again, it's hard to say because even though veterans have, there's a lot of veterans out there that have are tired of taking orders. <laughs> um, you know, they're looking for a little less structure because they're coming from a, a very structured environment. Other veterans loved that structure, but for various reasons, were not staying in the service. So it's it, there really isn't any again any key that we can key on just if it's a an interesting job, if it's a job that offers a future. And a lot of times veterans aren't even that interested in benefits. For instance, any veteran that's retiring from the military, and we're still talking relatively young men and women, if they go in at 18, they can retire at 38. And now they're looking for a career on the outside. So but also because they've retired, they have they've already got medical benefits. So medical benefits aren't as important to them or aren't as interesting to them. They're usually looking for uh, the money. 
Well, um, you know, is there what if you could give some pointers or advice to employers, what can they look forward to when they are hiring a veteran? Well, we talk about and most of the literature that we send out, we talk about the 10 major reasons to hire veterans. All those reasons are things that that employers would be looking for anyway, but that do you when have they, those reasons with you? I certainly do. All right, let's read them. Thank Number one. <laughs> Number one would be an accelerated learning curve. When veterans go in the service and go into any specialty training, they do the same. A lot of the specialty training is the equivalent of at least an associate degree, but they do it a lot quicker because they don't add any of the humanities or any other training to it. If you're going into a um, engine mechanic, all you're going to get is the mechanics and the math that's needed for the mechanics and that knowledge and the knowledge of those particular principles that are important, you know, hydraulics, pneumatics. You're not going to get any other courses outside of that like you do if you go to a technical school out here. So veterans have had to go through an accelerated learning program rather than a slower process as they do in the civilian world. Number two would be leadership. Every veteran um, who's involved from for instance, I'll, I'll use myself as an example. When I went into the service after I, I think I was like a, a lance corporal, which is a doesn't mean much to anybody who wasn't in the Marine Corps. <laughs> I was in charge of a fire team. That was three other individuals plus myself. And I made the decisions for those individuals. After I became a sergeant, I became a platoon leader and then, or a squad leader and then led 14 to 16 men. Then uh, after that, I became a platoon sergeant, and I was in charge of 67 men. So that was just me. And right. that same thing happens for anyone as they gain rank. Again, they can, they might only be, uh, they might have leadership for two, but the responsibilities when you're a leader there are very strong and are very, um, are complete responsibilities. So you are responsible for everything those other individuals do. Yeah. And, you know, as far as, you know, the rank goes, um, is that a smart question for somebody that's interviewing a veteran to talk about? Because that shows a lot of, you know, leadership skills. And maybe maybe they haven't had a civilian job where they were a manager or anything like that, but they have a high ranking. And it's definitely something to ask about and, and talk with the applicant. Do you agree? Yes, I agree. Even to the point where one of the things that we talk to our veterans about is that same issue, that they need to get that point across. A lot of them don't think of it as, at first, you know, that they could be a supervisor or a lead worker somewhere when they haven't worked in that industry before. But it's what that potential is. And it's a very good question to ask. And we tell our veterans once they've received, because of the differences in rank, and you may be dealing, in most cases, with someone who maybe doesn't have military experience, to not talk about the position as uh, I was an E-5 or I was a sergeant or a staff sergeant or a corporal, but to just say that you were a non-commissioned officer. That means enough to anybody when they hear non-commissioned officer. It sounds fairly important, and it really is, but it, it's a lot easier to say than, than talk about your actual rank and where you fit into the scheme of things that way. Uh, the next reason is we've also talked about a little bit, or I've talked about, is teamwork. Right. The military is the ultimate team players. Um, when you go out uh, and, and employers uh, have to understand that uh, a veteran works a little differently than other people when it comes to a teamwork concept. Uh, an employer that I talked to not long ago was telling me he always noticed the difference between his veterans and non-veterans by the fact that when a veteran was done with his 
portion of whatever the team was doing, he went and looked for somebody else that he could help. That's what you're taught to do. That's so valuable uh, for employers. You, right. You look at the at the true team, what that goal is, not just your part of it. And he said the difference was he he knew uh, on this one project he looked and one of the guys was reading the paper because he had done was finished with his portion, but he didn't even think about going on, whereas the veteran was already working with someone else to help them with their tasks. So leadership and teamwork uh, go hand in hand with each other. Uh, because a good team player is also, once they understand that concept of that knowledge, is going to be even stronger as a leader. Right. Yep. Some of the other ones like diversity and inclusion and action, we can understand that um, uh, efficient performance under pressure is one that I particularly think is, is important because there isn't any more pressure than being, you don't have to actually be in combat. You can even be somebody that is a support person to that combat. But lives are on the line. And these people, I mean, a simple thing like uh, all the the flight sorties we're making, that parachute rigger has got to do a good job on a parachute. (laughs) It's not just the pressure of, you know, making sure you get that right, but it's the pressure of knowing that if you don't, somebody doesn't live. Right. So when they come back from that, we're talking the difference between life and death, and, and now it's just you know, working in the job and getting the job done, it's not life or death. I used to tell my, uh, I golf a lot. When I golf and I'm heading over a putt, somebody's <laughs> talking about the pressure there. I always say, well, you're not shooting at me. <laughs> <laughs> and, no and that's what it is here. Yeah. Some of the other things are our respect for procedures. Because uh, a veteran isn't going to question the procedure unless it really seems out there or he can come up with a or she can come up with a better way of doing something they'll always make that connection you'll also find something else about uh, veterans when they especially the uh, recent veterans that are getting out they are very very polite (laughs) i am so tired of getting called sir (laughs) but it's sir and if they were talking to you would be ma'am that that's just the way they operate but it makes for a clean understanding they're showing respect to you Immediately, yeah, and it's respectful. It's professional. It's definitely something that a employer can can look at as a value. I agree. And then to go through a couple more, we're talking about technology. Every veteran is so technologically advanced from when I was in the service. I I, I can't believe it. When you see on TV or you see maybe on on the news, you've got guys going into combat. They've got uh, sensor gear on them. They've got GPS. They've got starlight scopes. They can see at night. Um, they've got all this technology. And years ago, sometimes the military didn't have the best technology. Some of the businesses had more or higher. Nowadays, state-of-the-art technology is in the military. There isn't anything better than that. I've got uh, uh, talked to a veteran who's just getting out of the service who's a nuclear engineer on an aircraft carrier. He's got employers beating down the door to try to get him. He's in a competitive situation now. The military has offered him sixty thousand or $90,000 to re-up to stay in the military. Wow. So employers do have to compete against the military because in many cases now, the military may be paying more than yeah. an employer would. That same job on the outside, he's being offered $100,000 a year, $110,000, $90,000. So Obviously, that was a real good career choice for him right. going into that field. 
But it, it's important to know that from a technological standpoint, veterans are on the top. We've all heard about the, the smart bombs or the, the drones. Mm-hmm. Well, there's somebody operating that who's not even in the country, right. may not even be in the same country. So I guess I'm not going to tell my grandson he's got to stop playing with the video game <laughs> because that, that video is the future in the military. Right. And I, I mean, when these, like you said, a lot of them are high school graduates and they go into the military, they have to learn that. A lot of, you know, when I graduated, I, I mean, it was a little bit ago, but they didn't, I didn't necessarily know how to use all of that equipment. And it was throughout time, you know, you kind of learn because that's how society is. But for these veterans, it's, this is what you have to learn right now. Um, so it's also shows that they're fast learners, kind of going back to what one of the other points you had made before. And I guess a couple others that are on here, the the integrity, I don't think I need to talk about that. Veterans have, they've put, it's like I, I read it somewhere, we're talking like a blank check. They've taken their lives and they've turned that over to, to their country. Mm-hmm. And uh, serving their country, if you've served your country and you're coming out with an honorable discharge, that's an integrity point right there. This is a person you can trust. Not that they're perfect. Veterans make mistakes too. We're all human. But right. they've got a, a core I like to talk about a foundation. They've built their foundation on something that a lot of people don't, and that is honor and duty. They're also very conscious of safety standards, of health issues, because they've had to be that in the military. They're trained that way. If you take somebody that's coming out of the military and compare them with somebody who's just coming out of college, they may not, they don't have the same standards at all in many cases. Or maturity level, I'm sure, as well. There's probably a higher maturity level for veterans than a recent college grad. Well, that's right. Uh, and, and this is another thing. Veterans are anxious. They want to get started in a career now. They already know when they look at their friends that didn't go in that they may be three, four, five, maybe even six years behind where some of their friends are. So when that, now that they're out and, and they're ready to go, uh, an employer can realize and count on them being totally and thoroughly committed to that company and to that job. That's what they've chosen to do. Those are great points, Greg, and I agree with every single reason why veterans make great employees. We've covered some great tips so far on how to recruit veterans and why. Join us in the second half of today's show when we discuss things employers should know when hiring a veteran. I'm Azure Mahara with Community Concepts on localjobnetwork.com radio. Thank you, Greg, and thank you to all the troops and the veterans out there.